0: Can travel anywhere in time and space, and it's mine. Please, look at this. Go on, say Most people do. <laughs> Smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up, and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, SotoCast, the first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I'll be the Time Lord with you this evening, and with me, as always, is Andy, who is the companion. Welcome back to Season 9 of Smaller on the Outside. If this is the first time you have been listening to this podcast, welcome, um... Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and follow, because we got lots of Doctor Who to talk about. This season is a complete rewatch of uh, ten seasons of Doctor Who, as well as some specials here and there. Um, and the last episode we talked about season one. This episode we are talking about season two, which is the season that David Tennant shows up. Hey, um, hey, I don't and know. And I said, I said. Last time that I thought, uh, David Tennant is like he jumps right into it and he's already got the character down. A lot of the other doctors they kind of, uh, you know, evolve over the time, and I don't think David Tennant really changes much throughout his run. He's kind of always David Tennant's doctor from the start. Right. Um, you know a couple of things. there was actually recently an article about David Tennant that there was an unused, unrecorded, but scripted episode with David Tennant um, and I think unrecorded? It was, yeah, like okay, uh, and that it was around I think his last season, I think, um and they were gonna do this whole uh World War II, Nazi Germany whole Indiana Jones type thing. Really? Yeah, and I never Do you, got have to Have you deal. have you ever seen the uh, animated episodes? I think I've seen some of them. Yeah, there's one with uh with Martha uh d- so d- during this season uh actually sorry not, not this season cuz we're doing a season 2. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're watching season 3 already. But uh during during season 3 and then um and then there's another one that happens like uh I believe it's r- right after it's either right before or right after Waters of Mars. Right? Are those canon? Yeah, they're canon. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think they are. Now, on the now, DVDs, when you talk, so when yeah, you yeah. when you said there was an unrecorded, uh, that that interested me because um, Tom Baker actually had a fully recorded episode that never aired. Uh, oh, wow. it, it it got released on DVD, and they had to like put in some special effects and stuff to complete it. But uh, and they actually used footage from that uh, unreleased episode. In that Five Doctors special, okay, because he didn't. Tom Baker didn't actually record anything for the Five Doctors episode. They just uh, took footage from that uh, unreleased episode. So, um, another thing that popped up Doctor Who related Uh, is Uh, on the Facebook group for Doctor Who. uh, Somebody had a like a rating system going on for all of the companions, basically. And the main oh I've, I've done that have you? And... I, haven't, I haven't given them number ratings. I've just uh, ranked them, you know. And one of the main things that I kept seeing with all of them and everybody's votes and and all the different kinds of things going on is that a lot of people love Martha, or, or uh, really? okay. not Martha, uh, Donna. A lot of people. Don- love Oh yeah, Donna is great. Yeah. Um, and t- truthfully, Donna Donna's probably one of my least favorites. Really? Because. She's got, like, when I think back to the entire last ten seasons of Doctor Who, she, her stories and her being in the show are the least memorable of what I can remember for the show. I think her season is the most consistently good season of, of them all. I don't know, but I don't remember her. Like, when I think back, I can't even think of uh, uh, a storyline with her involved. Uh, the library? The library? I okay, that's fine. I remember episodes, but I don't remember her uh, specifically. I think I think you'll enjoy her. Have you ever rewatched before this at all? No. Nope. So I think you're you're gonna enjoy her season a lot more the second time through. I think I did too. I have Donna. I, I don't have uh I don't have uh um um Bill and uh, Nardole on here yet. But I have Donna as my second favorite, be- right behind Amy Pond. My, she's probably my least favorite right there next to Nardole. <laughs> well, I have, let's see, I have uh, no. 38 companions on here <laughs> from the, wow. entire, uh, the entire series. Well, so. there's that too, yes. But I can't really <laughs> voice my uh, opinion. My least those. favorite modern companion. Let's see who my least favorite modern companion would be. Mickey. Oh, you consider him? I, I guess. I, I wasn't even thinking of Mickey. Uh, if, it, if you don't say Mickey, then it would be Madame Bastra. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what? Who, who's your most least Yay. favorite main companion? How about that? Uh, looks like Martha. Martha. Okay, well, she only had like one season. Yeah. Um, and that's the one that we're watching right now. Um, the same was true yeah. with uh, uh, Bill and Nardole. Oh. There's just not enough time for them to really say they're your least favorite because they didn't really get a chance to shine. But Donna only had one season. Oh, sort of like one and a half, I guess. Well, yeah, it's just one season and one extra special. Uh, and I still think of her as my second favorite. I don't know. I I don't really give her. I I actually have I I actually have Donna above Rose. Rose is pretty high for me. I mean, yeah, Rose is my third. I I mean, I'll have Amy above that uh amy's probably my favorite and then uh a lot of people hate clara that's another thing i noticed i have clara yeah clara's low uh i I actually i actually had her high when i uh first saw her like when uh in the asylum episode and the snowman i thought with those two episodes she had a huge potential she was great until her storyline was done in my opinion her uh the Impossible Girl storyline—I thought all of that was great until it was figured I think, out and done. I think she had a few really great episodes, like uh, Asylum of the Daleks, The Snowmen, uh, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, and The Name of the Doctor. Are uh, those are kind of her really good ones? Uh, and I guess Day of the Doctor. But I still bit, hold her yeah. high in regards. <laughs> I did like her character, and I don't know. I don't. I like the Impossible Girl concept and. Whatever you want to call it. Uh um. so, so here are my rankings, not including Bill and because I haven't I haven't added them yet. Uh Amy, Donna, Rose, River, Captain Jack, uh Sarah Jane, uh, but she that obviously includes her classic as well. Rory, Clara, uh, Martha Jones, Strax, uh, Madame Bastra and Jenny, um, Mickey and I think that's it. Oh my goodness. For mod- for modern who, but I have I have I have a ton for uh, classic who as well. I don't know. Um but yeah, I mean, I have my highs which were basically just uh Rose, Amy and uh you know, Clara. But those are like my top 3. I don't know. I don't know. Um Donna's better than Clara. I don't like Donna. I don't I find her more annoying. <laughs> She fits. She's like a perfect match for David Tennant, for his comedy style, and her comedy style match very well. I don't know. Um, All right, let's get in. You'll see. Let's get into talk about the second season. Uh, First off was the Christmas special, Um, and this was like yeah, this was like the first of the modern Christmas specials that um, we got to saw. We get to see. Got to. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Um, yeah I don't think they really did Christmas specials in the classic series either there There was one sort of christmas uh nod that I can remember that the first doctor kind of like broke the fourth wall and said Happy Christmas to everybody at home uh uh-huh. <laughs> now and i'm 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 hoping that happens again this Christmas special with the uh the new first doctor guy funny story about Christmas specials. Stephen Moffat recently said if it were up to him, he didn't want to do. He didn't want a Christmas special this this year. This coming Christmas special, he he didn't want to do it. He wanted to do the regeneration. Pro- yeah, probably. He didn't think he was gonna come back for the Christmas special or anything like that either. So, oh, he is. Well, yep. We know that already. <laughs> um, I mean, he's, he, he's writing. He's writing the Christmas special, which I I think they maybe should have uh, switched over there, but I don't know. Um, so in this Christmas special, it. I'm kind of a bittersweet about it because David Tennant's barely in it, and uh, but at the same time, it is a very Christmas-themed episode. Unlike some of the later seasons with uh, Christmas specials, uh, some of them. right some some of them are very clearly Christmas special, and some are like. They like like uh the most, <laughs> I don't know. the most recent one yeah. was not very Christmassy at all, right? They, like it had the, a uh, scene that's in Christmas. Doctor Mysterio? Yeah, there was like a scene in uh Christmas time and then the rest of it's like in summer and I don't know. Yeah. Um so But there are some that are very Christmassy, like the one bef- uh the one with uh Clara and the and the and uh like that's actually got Santa Claus in it and <laughs> Well, yes. Um so this episode, david Tennant's uh still gener- regenerating from his regeneration or whatever you want to call it uh and so he's sleeping throughout like ninety percent of the episode. Every doctor pretty much starts with something uh the regeneration affects them somehow uh and this is how it affected David Tennant now and this is actually very similar to the way the uh, I believe the fifth doctor started off as well. he started off he had to go uh take a rest basically through through the whole first story that he was in, okay um, and meanwhile, while he's sleeping, you've got these robot Santa Claus creature thingy majiggers that are just wreaking havoc cause what they're going after David Tennant's doctor right um I don't remember what they're doing they're 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 the pilot fish I remember they're re- referred to as pilot fish because they're coming to, I think they're coming to scope out the earth. Before the sick come down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're specifically looking for David Tennant or if they're just I like... I thought it was because of the uh, energy that he was um, giving I off. Think you're, I think you're uh, connecting it with the next Christmas special. I don't 10. know. Because they're both freaking Santa Claus robot dudes and both... Right. Are they the same dudes? Uh, I think they're... I don't know if they're exactly the same or not, but they are they have they serve a similar purpose. They're helping out the bad guys basically mm. um, So what happens in this episode is basically most of the humans kind of have to fend off themselves. Uh, I found it interesting that Rose needed David Tennant's doctor to use the Sonic extru- uh, screwdriver for her because um, she put it in his hand. And she said something. me That is because she had used it before in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, this Are You My Mummy? Are You My Mummy? episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, Christmas Invasion. The Sycorax. The Sycorax are coming. The are coming. And they are what kind of alien? Just nasty looking? Um yeah they're they're the dudes uh they've got like the giant like like masks on them they're like all gross and looking mm-hmm. um now they're 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 trying to get people to uh uh to become their slaves, otherwise they say they're gonna make they're them make jump, them off, jump a roof. off the roof. right. Which to me, doesn't that remind you of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie? Yeah, Leave to Their Doom, yeah. Leave to our doom. Which yeah. is very dark for a kids movie, by the way. Well, well yes. <laughs> uh, um so I don't know. When the doctor actually wakes up, that's when he has to deal with them. Uh and he's he's still well, regenerating. It takes him forever to regenerate, apparently. And uh a big red threatening button uh, yes and whenever you see one that says don't press you just want to press it which stops the humans from trying to kill themselves basically right. I don't know the science or they, the w- logic behind that but it's blood control and he said it wouldn't they wouldn't have actually jumped anyway because you can just kind of like sort of hint at them to do stuff but it's kind of like still, the whole idea between uh, when you're talking about mentalism and uh... Like, hypnotism. hypnotism, and you still have control over what you really need to be in control over. Both. Yeah, it's more suggestion. Like, uh, it, your primal, your, your, uh, self can, uh, stop it from happening. Anyways, uh, they fight with a sword and swords for some reason. Doctor gets his hand cut off, but he grows it back. Yes, this is, uh... Uh, two things are very important for uh, Torchwood in this episode, and that's the first one. Uh, and the other one is Harriet Jones calls on Torchwood to shoot down the cigarette. Yes, and then and that's she came got an enemy off the doctor for that one. Don't you think she looks tired? <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not really entirely sure how that would affect, and the guy would be like, "It's a, it's the power of suggestion thing. Guess, you know, you just yeah. get you get the media thinking." That you know she's she's overworked and tired and then that gets the public to vote against her or something. Mm-hmm. Now uh, this episode I rated nine my out of ten. Yeah. Yes. I don't think it's I don't think it's that great. I I think it's good for the introduction of David Tennant, which I said he's while it, while he's barely in it. As soon as he's up and at it, he's the doctor that you know he's already th- he's th- already in that role he has he doesn't this... have to uh grow into it like uh maybe Capaldi and Matt Smith did right well i think for the most part i rated most of that off of technical aspects more than you know entertaining aspects mm-hmm. cuz i think for the entertainment i i yeah I, I didn't give that full points uh i like i really like the when he when he starts accidentally quoting the lion king <laughs> it's like oh wait now that's the Lion King. I like I like the whole apparently, like I am talking or whatever he says. Apparently the there's beginning. a whole bunch of different kind of uh, well pop culture references. Not yeah, always. Yeah, there's, there's some really good stuff in the episode, but it's it's kind of concentrated in that very ending part basically. Yeah. Um. So that was the Christmas special. It is mostly the introduction, mostly to the idea of regeneration and giving us time to accept the fact that David Tennant's the new Doctor, I guess. Right. The first actual episode is called New Earth. This happens a little past the year 5 billion. New New York. New New York. It happens about 23 years after we last... What, what was it? The um, the end of the world or whatever it's called. The end of the world, yeah. When we saw Lady Cassandra, uh, try to what was she trying to do anyway? I don't know. Just... Take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, she wasn't. She was she was trying to burn up the ship. I don't I don't even remember what her point was. It but... was something to do with. I th- I thought it was to make money, but it could know. have been. I don't re- I don't even remember. Um. So. No, 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 New York. Um, and Lady Cassandra is once again the enemy of the episode. Um, uh, both Lady Cassandra and uh, face of big dude. Um, face of Bo. Face of Bo. They're both in it. Face of big dude. <laughs> face of big dude. This one's the, uh, you know, zombie episode. Sort of. Yeah. Sort I of. Like, I like that. I like when Cassandra uh, jumps into the other bodies. Yep, she's got the body snatcher serum. <laughs> I like. And- I also like the the part where uh, uh, Lady Cassandra as Rose kisses the doctor, and then he's like, "Yep, still got it." <laughs> <laughs> he said. I feel like he says that more than uh, on multiple occasions. I, really um, think- I, I don't. I don't remember him saying it again, but I, I do know that that's pretty good. Yeah. Good- now, basically, this episode's uh, it's got a hospital that can cure like any illness, like that ever was or ever will be, and that's because they have a system of, like, people... Experimentation. Experimentation, because some people are born, like, with every single disease, so their entire existence, uh, according to these cat-like people, are to be experiments to get um, medication to people who aren't born like that. They basically generate the cures from these diseased people. But at the same time, they're prisoners uh, and they're basically. They have no being, lives. They have no lives. They're being tortured. Uh, and that's just how it is. And so the doctor has a problem with that, but he can't really do it. The solution about to either. this is a little ridiculous. Uh, he sprays them all with, with all the cures, <laughs> and then that somehow all they have to do is touch each other and they are all cured. <laughs> I, I didn't understand it myself but it's a little because ridiculous. you're creating like in order to make it a touch to touch problem you're cr- it, it it would be a virus
1: so yeah, it would you would a yeah, you have to turn the
0: turn the cures into a virus themselves but yeah I, I don't know I <laughs> he, he didn't but take the, the most time important to explain it. the most important thing about this episode is uh when uh the face of Bo says he's going to impart his s- secret to the doctor, but not until they see each other one more time. Right, and for, personally, I think that's a little silly. He brought him there to tell him it, and it said, just kidding, uh, we'll see each other again, and that's what I'm going to tell you. No, no, I don't think I don't think the face of Bo brought him there. I thought it, I thought they did. I thought they just traveled to New, 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 new York. <laughs> for no reason. Um, so, but, um, also, uh, what was there, there was, uh, one more, oh, yeah, 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 another, another, uh, interesting tidbit about this episode is the doctor did not like that the hospital didn't have a little shop in it. <laughs> All right. gotta have a little shop. Um, uh, you know, so. there's this one big, large man in the hospital that I thought was the dude later on that would... Ultimately, say doc Oh, doctor. Oh, you know what? I wonder if that's the same actor. Um, he was he played it was a he was like a governor or something, yeah, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Du- oh, Duke of Manhattan. Let's yeah, see. Yeah. Uh, nope, that's it. It's only the Duke of Manhattan. So he doesn't play the. It's not the same guy, no. I, it, it, when I saw him, I was like, oh, is that the same guy? No. Nope. Because I, I thought the guy at the um when he was just a head, i thought he was like a duke of something as well i i don't know no he was like a he was like a uh, cr- criminal underlord and he had like a blue he uh, blue skin so as well he was well. like kingpin but like well no no he was, I, don't, I don't think he was a. I don't think he was a maybe maybe not like a big time guy but sort of just kind of like a scoundrel you know, un- underworld. Like, uh, you know, he does good deals. He 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 traded uh, River Song's uh, the the uh, time vortex thing, I believe, and uh, he got that from from uh, from uh, Captain Jack, I mm-hmm. believe, as well. So yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that was I think for the most part that was that episode, which I ra- also rated nine out of ten. Really? Yep. I mean, I liked it. I like I I also I. Part of my um, rating scale also has to do with how memorable it was. Like when I watch it again, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this episode. But sometimes I'm watching some of these episodes, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> really? Uh, I don't really remember. I've it seen while. I've seen them all like five times at least, so well, and you, I remember you don't have that problem. It. But I'm sitting here like uh, with some of the episodes it, because it's, I'm gonna have that I'm gonna have that issue maybe once we get to season eight. Well, because I've only seen season eight, nine, and ten once. Okay. Because some of these episodes, I'm like, I probably originally didn't care for them all that much. So I didn't remember them very well. Which actually comes down to the next episode. Which is called Tooth and Claw. Um, So you didn't remember this one? I remembered it up to the point that there is a werewolf in it and nothing else. I remembered, the the one thing I really like about this episode is that uh, David Tennant actually gets to use his real accent for a bit. Yes. You know, the Scottish, instead of yeah. instead of being British, yeah, and that, I mean that's that's cute, it's cute and all. Um, I like the fact that he uses it and then forgets that he's not using it later on in the episode. Yeah, <laughs> so this one takes place in 1879, and the enemy is basically the werewolf. Which I feel like th- this <gasps> season and even some of next season, there's a bunch of like typical, uh, you know, like you got. Werewolf, vampires ghosts and, and it, it keeps on going vampires on vampires like season 5 yeah okay fine that's a bit later <laughs> but i'm saying like you're talking about typical not really like aliens just weird like that well um, no because they did they did they did uh explain it as an alien well that's fine but still it's a werewolf same thing with the uh the gelf were an alien i didn't like right. i didn't like the grungy look of the episode I didn't think any of it was really memorable, other than the fact that it's a quote-unquote werewolf. Um, it's 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 technically the origin story of Torchwood. Okay. <laughs> it still isn't like okay. What did I say? I said for this one, I I said I didn't think any of it was really memorable. I I didn't like the look of most things, and I didn't wasn't entertained at all by anything. Um, the only thing that was it was slightly memorable because it was a werewolf. Um, but not much else. Narrative arc, I was fine. But all that adds up to is 3 out of 10 points. Really? Yes. I rated this Uh, episode 3 out of 10 points. I don't like it. It's it's the only one out of the season that I rated that low, but... um, That's interesting. That, to me, is very interesting, because there are two episodes late in the season that get rated very low by everybody. Really? So curious to see what you rate those are you talking about like love and monsters and stuff like that love and monsters and fear her i have those rated pretty high <laughs> <laughs> of course you do all right i actually uh, i'll explain later but i do actually like the episodes yeah, um, I too but but i understand why they're rated low yeah it's, it's okay yeah Next episode's called School Reunion. This one's an important one for Andy, I guess. <laughs> well, and for anybody who has watched the classic series uh, will really enjoy this one. And anybody who's watched uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer as well. Okay. Because um... <laughs> G- Giles is... Uh, is. Uh... Oh, Giles, right. Giles is in it. Yeah. That's right. Um like <laughs> Buffy. I'm like thinking the witch episode I just watched was like, people from Buffy will like that one because of the makeup. Oh, I haven't I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah. You're ahead. I'm a little bit of ahead. Because <sighs> I like to watch the stuff I'm gonna watch on the weekend before it's the weekend. Um so Defreyvale High School, two thousand seven, so mostly modern day. Um yeah. and then the enemies are called crillotanes. The Krylatane. um, basically they're they uh, well in this one they're like bats, but they basically suck up the uh, DNA of any species that they like. They're they're big bats. They're like they're like the monkey bats in Freaking Wizard of Oz. Yeah. They're kinda like that. And then the leader of them is Giles who makes some really funny noises and faces in this episode. But it's, and he eats kids. And he, he eats children. Yes.
1: Um, it's just
0: funny to see Giles being all evil and stuff. But a couple of old friends comes down to um Whatever what's her name? Um Sarah Jane and Sarah Jane uh, and K nine. K nine. Yeah, K nine. Which Wait, uh, of this, course this episode actually has some great stuff between Sarah Jane and uh Rose and even Mickey. You know, Mickey calling himself the tin dog, uh Sarah, the having uh the misses and the X, and all yeah. that kind of stuff is pretty and then see and then get Rose getting sort of like a I, I think this is the beginning of the foreshadowing that Rose is gonna be leaving. Um, with Rose seeing that, you know, the doctor always keeps switching out his companions all the time. Yeah. Ditches them. And <laughs> right, right. But the fa- fact of the matter is, if you have only watched the modern series, even if you rewatched it, Sarah Jane, K-9, they're not really that important to you. You can kind of tell that it's a they're big not, shout out to- But, uh, they do serve an importance in, in that aspect of seeing it from Rose's perspective, I think. Okay, well, I'm just saying, like, you can tell that it's, like, shout-outs to the classic series and everything, um, mm-hmm. but you're sitting there, you're like, oh, okay, that's cool and everything, but it doesn't mean so much to me. Um, I'm surprised they haven't brought back any of the other companions from the classic series, because there are quite a, quite a lot of them still around, you know, alive and would be able to do that, and I think that would be willing to do that as well. Uh, so I'm so kind of surprised it was only Sarah Jane and only, like, a couple times for Doctor Who. hmm Obviously, Sarah Jane is the most liked of the classic series, but there are there are quite a few that people do like, so I'm surprised. Right. Um, I rated this one 7. Okay. 7 out of 10. And that's mostly if... I did say people 2 out of 2. Um, but as far as writing, I didn't think it was a super memorable episode, personally. Um, right. I, uh... Yeah. The, the 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 villains are kind of pointless. I I I think the villains are aside from Giles being in it. I I don't think the story itself is there very good. But the but the uh you know the what is important about the episode is the Sarah Jane. All right. Nine. And that's that's probably the most important part of it because I didn't think it was super memorable. I didn't think it was that entertaining because the uh, the creatures, the bat creatures, they they didn't look the greatest honestly you could right. you could tell what's going well, on well they there. spent all their money on the werewolf yeah uh, <laughs> well here's here's the thing even if you didn't watch the classic series a lot of people will still really like this episode because uh, the Sarah Jane Adventures was uh, another spin-off show that was on uh, shortly after this and uh, Sarah Jane and K9 were both in that uh, series as was David Tennant and Matt Smith yeah well i didn't ever watch them i never did You should watch the episodes of David Tennant and Matt Smith. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The David Tennant one takes place, I would say, right after uh, Waters of Mars, and the Matt Smith one takes place right after season five, I believe. Okay. All right. uh, Next up, episode four of season two is called The Girl in the Fireplace. This is one that I do consider memorable uh, for many reasons. Uh yes, yeah, Stephen Moffat. Um, yeah, Madam so Popador. Possibly. i got gonna see, see season two. uh, Let me see the list of episodes here, because I have a feeling. Um. Okay, never mind. I was gonna say this might be my favorite. Um, but then there's a a, a few others that may surpass it. It's yeah. kind of difficult, though. I really, really like this one. This is a good episode. There's a lot to like about it. Uh, so they land in a ship that's con- that's in the future, but it's connected to the past, and uh, time slows and down it's connected depending. To Peter Capaldi, is it? Yes, the first episode with Peter Capaldi was uh deep was deep breath, I believe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that was the one with uh, the remember the robotic uh, things that were taking parts from humans. Yeah, and uh, it w- they were uh, when Peter Capaldi found their base, he found like a, a a list of all their ships, and one of them was the Matter uh, Pop- uh, He didn't remember why that sounded familiar to him, but oh. that was well, it's not connected to uh, him. It's just it's the same. It's the same villain that he first encountered, basically. Yeah, okay. Um, now, so it's a spaceship connected to the past, it, the spaceship's in the future, and there's a time delay going on as well, so uh, sort of like the uh, recent episode with the time slowing down thing. Um, and on the English side of things, you got Madame de Pompadour coming no, into... French. Yeah, she's going into existence. French, not English. And she is not ready for the robots that are taking body parts um, from that time period. Um, there's a connection between the Doctor and Adam de Pompadour um, that's interesting to see. And uh, Well, first of all, I believe David Tennant and the actress who played her were dating at the time. Were they? So there's that. <laughs> Well, there's that, okay. If you you watch, if you you have the Blu-rays, uh, or or the DVDs, it might be on the DVDs as well, there's David Tennant's, uh, Video Diaries. Okay. And if you watch all of those for season two, I believe she's the one filming them. Okay. Yeah, Um, I I didn't know that, but it's, all in in all, this is an episode that kind of works as its own entity, uh... But it's also, I feel like it's really smartly written, too. It's Um, smartly written, and it's actually uh, the beginning of Stephen Moffat's longest story arc. I don't know if you caught that. No, I didn't. Um, It is uh, the first mention that the Doctor's name might mean something more than just a question. Oh, yes, she did say something, didn't she? She said, uh, Doctor Who, that's more than just a name, isn't it? Or it's more, than, it's more than just a question, I believe she said. Oh, she? more than just a question. Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I did That's say that. Beginning. Actually, I, I tweeted her... that. I tweeted that. Um, did you? Yeah, yeah it's, it's because... the very rec- beginning of that storyline, basically. Because it was recent that Moffat said, oh, it, Doctor Who's just his name. It's always been his name. It's like he it gave up on that concept. I um, think he just got annoyed that that people didn't feel satisfied by the way he concluded well, that story. Well, yeah, when you say his name's Doctor Who, and you have these people whispering his name, and that's my name. How did you know it? And it's this big mystery. You can't just say it's Doctor Who. You just can't. Well, see, here's the thing. Uh, the way they handled it in the show itself, I think, was okay. First of all, they didn't give his name in the name uh, in the uh, uh, name of the doctor or the time of the doctor. Uh, and then in the most recent one, they just said, they said his name was Dr. Who, but then the doctor, uh, Bill asked him, was that really your name? And he says, I'll, I'll, he says, I like it or something, something like that, where he's like, it's where you kind of sense that maybe, okay, maybe it's not his name, but he'll, he will take he it. likes the way yeah. it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it still doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Stephen Moffat recently said in an interview that it's clearly his name always was, blah, 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 but blah. But then didn't he also say, but if you don't. Agree with it, that, and that's fine, too. Well, what do I say? He said one of the classic episodes he signed his name as Dr. W. Uh, yeah, maybe. And then there's an episode from the first Doctor, which, by the way, was created before they had any of the whole mythology behind the series established, um, where the, where the uh, robots refer to him as Dr. Who. The only time in the entire series up until Capaldi where somebody ad- actually addresses him as Dr. Who, I believe. Hmm. Was the sixties? Sixties, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, it's not fair to say that's his name, but I mean, no, you, I there you, there is an argument for it if you want to say. Um, I rated this one 10 out of ten. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is. Uh, I knew before watching. I was like, I think this is going to be a ten by ten, but I, I'm not entirely sure. So I watched. Did you say ten like, by ten. Ten by ten, yeah. Like like, like, a, like a plank plank of wood. All right.
1: All right. Uh, uh,
0: when, you, when you said that, I think thought of five by five. Oh, 5 x five. Uh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Episode five is called "Rise of the Cyberman." Cybermen. It's actually two-parter. two-parter yeah. With uh, "Age of Steel." And "Age of Steel" is the second one. Now, this is what the first time we ever see Cybermen in the new, newer, modern series. Sort of. We did see their head in the uh, uh, future uh, vault with Cybermen stuff. Oh. Or, it had all right. the alien stuff and Cyberman. Cyberman head was there. Oh, really? Was it? Oops. Um, it was a cla- It was a classic Cyberman head. They actually refer reference it in this episode. Okay. Yeah. Um. Now in this one, this is a parallel Earth story. Yes. They get. They crash land. Now in... they fall through a hole in the universe accidentally and land in this universe. My theory is that that's a hole from uh, Amy Pond's uh, bedroom wall that, that tore back ah, in time. That's yeah. your theory? Yeah, that's my theory. Well, I guess you could say it all you want. I don't think it'll ever be, like, <laughs> proven. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it could be why... Um, well, it, it could explain a few things. It could explain uh, how the hole was still there in the finale for why the uh, Cybermen and uh, Daleks come through. It could explain... How the doctor was still able to to send his uh, uh message back to Rose at the end of the season. It could explain how Rose eventually comes back in season four, etc. Yeah. So. All right. So this episode was pretty basic. They stepped land into a you know a fringe universe um, where it there is... A nice, it had a nice had uh, a nice sort of twist for uh, people who who. Uh, maybe were classic fans and knew the Cybermen but didn't uh, know they were coming yet. Yeah. I mean, I guess the title sort of implies it, but if you're, if you're not paying too close of attention, the whole uh, two Bluetooth headset things is kind of nice, and they they kind of set up the Cybermen without you even realizing it, and then it sort of just happens. I, I, that just, was I, cool. I just referred to this as the Fringe Universe because it has the balloons and everything. Um, I've, I've seen that in other shows as well, like this and Fringe, and I feel like there's at least one more, maybe Heroes or something. I don't know. That's possible. Um, and that's just your idea that this is a different world. Um, and the idea in this one is uh, everything's great. You know, Rose, ha- her father's alive, he's rich. Uh, and Rose is their dog instead of their daughter. Mickey's. Uh, <laughs> Mickey's. Uh, his. Alternate is a leader of a resistance. Ricky. Uh, Ricky. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is a callback to obviously, uh, you know, uh, Eccleston always called him Ricky. Ricky. Um, and then they start noticing that everybody's wearing two blue test, blue blue test, Bluetooth, uh, Bluetooth, Bluetooth, Bluetooth um, devices in their ears, both ears, and then they're being controlled by him some way. They they're getting brainwashed by him, um, whatever. And if you peel them away, that you basically kill them, um, which is no good. But they receive their news through the Bluetooth earpieces, but they're also being controlled, uh, which all revolves around the Cybermen who are upgrading people. Um, now, that... these are a different Cybermen than the ones we saw in the most recent season uh, because these are created by this uh, this guy, John Lumic. Yeah, John Lumic yeah, uh-huh. created the Cybermen on this Earth these are basically we can call these uh, Pete's World's Cybermen. World Cybermen, and the other ones are Mondasian Cybermen. Those Whatever. are the ones that come from that uh, other planet, Mondas. Mm-hmm. These ones come from John Lumic. Those ones come from Mondas. Right. And the second part had most of uh, the whole upgrading process to be shown. Um, so you had people. Uh, I think this is where Rose loses her mom. Um, her alternate mom. Alternate mom. Right. Yeah. Um, Pete loses his, life, more like. Pete loses his alternate self. Um. What? Or no, sorry. <laughs> Pete, not Pete. Sorry. Uh, Mickey loses Ricky. Yes. Mickey um, and Ricky. all of these different types of things. Um, and they stop them ultimately. And how do they do that? Because I can't remember. Um. Well, they destroy. The, well, they don't stop them completely. They 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 destroy the uh, 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 emotional inhibitor chip, which basically so makes felt. all the all the Cybermen feel again. Feel and when things. they feel, then they just their heads explode. <laughs> <laughs> is, I can't handle it. I just can't handle it. Um, yeah, the ending of this the ending of this story kind of reminds me a little bit of uh of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um the the guy the guy did not. Uh, like he he ends up being roboticized basically. I'm mm-hmm. I'm watching Sonic recently, so I say roboticized of course. Of course. Uh, <laughs> and then he he uh, notices that he's a robot, you know. And then he stands up, he pulls these things out of him, and goes no. <laughs> <laughs> it's straight out of like the ending of and this episode aired like a year after uh, Revenge of the Sith it came did, out, yeah. so it could it could it could have been based on that. Um, very good, I think it's a very good introduction to Cybermen for modern, uh, audiences. So, Mm -hmm. as far as that goes, I did rate, like, people score good and everything. I I think for the most part, both of these, I scored 8 out of 10. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, pretty decent, you know, two-parter, nothing special, but interesting at least uh it is important as far as how it ends and they leave Mickey behind in the alternate universe and they never can return for him again because you're not supposed to be This able is the to... episode. I would say the last episode works as well but uh this season Mickey they 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 changed the way they wrote Mickey and it was for much for the better compared to what they were doing in season 1 where Mickey was just like a whiny uh whiny, uh-huh. whiny brat. Yeah. <laughs> A whiny idiot, yeah, he was a whiny idiot in season one, and now he actually has a uh, proper purpose for himself, and and that actually, and I think even in the last one with the uh, girl in the fireplace, he was actually pretty pretty great in that one, too. He was, because he had the gun, and he was running around, yeah. and he was being kind of a hero type of deal. Funny, and yeah. yeah. Alright, so, next episode's called The Idiot lantern that's uh, the seventh episode. This is the episode with the TVs, right? Yeah. Alright, so, this takes place in 1953, it's uh, Queen Elizabeth II's coronation, and uh, TVs are eating people. No, wait, they're eating people's faces off. This is another Mark Gatiss episode, which you can kind of tell just by watching it. It's just, it's it's a weird episode. It's cheesy, Um, he makes cheesy episodes. He does. Uh, Basically, they got this character that's in a TV That it, I think it's it's making fun of how TV TV brain ra- people. Yeah, they, they actually said brain. they actually said uh, the the grandma says it uh, your your brain's like uh, liquefy and run out your ears or something like that. <laughs> Basically, and that this is making fun of that because the TV sucks yeah. people's faces off and they become just like mindless like. And I believe most of those scenes where people had no face, not all of them, but most of them were actually practical effects. Like makeup and stuff like that? Yeah, when I watched it the first time, I I just assumed it was all CG, and I think some of them are. Like, I think Rose was CG, Um, but uh, most of the, like, that big crowd of people, that's too much CG back then. So what they did was they just basically, they covered the face, and I think they had two nose holes that they CG'd out. Now, um interesting enough like i feel like this episode is similar to fear her in which the they want to collect you know a huge group a huge mass of people uh, in this one it's the television wants to suck out like all the brains watching the coronation right, right? and in, uh, yeah it's basically yeah it's kind of the same in fear her it's so sucking everybody that's in an audience um mm-hmm. so same type of thing and this one, it was the TV, and, uh, what did I rate this one? Idiot's Lantern. I, I gave it a really high score, I don't know why. You gave it a high score? I gave it a nine. I don't, I don't like this one. People, uh, uh, that should have been probably one. I should have rated it at least eight. Uh, writing, I did think it was somewhat uh, memorable, like, I remember the episode really well. Uh, yeah, I, I remember it, but uh, I, I kind of remember it as in far, the in the negative sense. <laughs> as far as the visuals were concerned, I think the, the sucking out the faces and the people walking around with no faces was uh, interestingly done. Um, I think it's narratively structured just fine, and as far as entertainment goes, I did dock at points for that. But at most... I just think it's too cheesy. Um, I I do like I did like the whole. Uh, the the whole thing where he was saying you know uh, you just you just messaged this to me the the uh, the housework is 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 a woman's job and then they yes and I guess that whole section was taken straight out of Mary Poppins yeah it was like word looked, for word and I didn't know that dude the dude in the pictures you sent me looks just like the dude in this episode too. yeah so and that's true like in in uh, I don't know but I didn't catch that when I first watched it because I'm not that much of a Mary Poppins buff, but that's apparently exactly taken word for word from it. Yeah. Next two episodes are awesome. Yes, very, very good. Uh, And this is, I feel like when people start watching the show, a lot of them did start with The Impossible Planet and The Satan Pit. Really? Uh, from what that was another thing on the Facebook group, people ask each other, "Where do you start with it?" And there, it's like literally all over the place. Like people start all over the place, and very little of them said Rose. <laughs> very little said Rose. Um, I'm, I'm like, I understand Rose can be a boring episode, but at the same time, it's a good uh, introduction to who the Doctor is. I say if you're gonna start with David Tennant, start with uh, New New Earth or. Uh... What else was there? I, I don't think I would start with uh, the Christmas Invasion because that's very connected to what happened with uh, the first Doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say New Earth would probably be a good spot, although it does connect to uh, it does connect to the uh, the earlier episode. Maybe School Reunion would be a good one to start with too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but these two episodes, The Impossible Planet and uh, the Sacred pit. pit. These episodes have s- s- sticked with me since like I first saw them. Um, I believe that out of like all the seasons, this may be one of the best out of like a top ten like list. I I as a whole, like the two parter as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, I believe is like one of the best stories that I've seen on the show personally. Um, right. And it's. Basically, Doctor Who's... Um, and strangely ant- enough, these, these are the only two episodes of Doctor Who that this writer has written. I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, so, it's basically their answer to hell. Um, and There's another it, one of those in the finale. It doesn't really <laughs> try to say it's not. Um, uh, this is also connected, I believe this is connected to Torchwood. There is something that happens in Torchwood season two that you can connect to this uh, story. So everything that surrounds this episode is it, it's creepy and uh, it's yeah. spooky. It's it's our first introduction to the oods. Uh, it's and then it's also another uh, the, the 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 beast guy says Rose is going to die in battle. That's that's sort of the introduction to that that yeah. ending and then... of Rose and then the uh the whole idea of where they're centered is scientifically impossible the whole uh planet or whatever it is well that according to the show it's not it's not that's not quite so accurate but yeah it's it's something that's <laughs> in orbit below a black hole and it's not getting sucked in uh which is of course impossible no you can it, you can orbit a, bl- a black hole it's just a sun that's collapsed, so as long as you're the same distance that you are from the sun, you can orbit a black hole just fine. Oh. <laughs> they say nothing can escape a black hole. That's not accurate. It's, a black hole is just gravity, and so as long as you're far enough away, you're already I feel like they're like right there. there at the black hole, though. Yeah, if you're too close, then that can become a problem. Anyways, there's a bunch of stuff going on in this, uh, this spaceship or space station that they're on. Like uh, an ancient, an ancient language that the TARDIS can't even figure out. Impossibly old, as before the, the universe. Yeah, before the universe, and then um, that is sort of explored. I believe before the that the idea of before the universe is sort of explored in one of the animated uh episodes. You have um that, and then you have warnings of some kind of a prison down below, uh, a pit. Also, this is the first episode, the Doctor gets his orange spacesuit. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so there's a pit, and there's, um, prophecies of the pit being opened. And that the beast will rise and you will worship him. Um, and there's some imagery in the first episode of what the beast looks like, but more so in the second episode. Um, Very good visuals. Very good. uh... And so there's, they go down very deep to the point where, you know, it's ridiculous, and there is an actual pit that opens, um, and there's just this, I guess there's this sensation that they want to see what's down there, they want to jump. I think the first episode is a little better than the second one, just because it's more spooky, because you don't know what's coming. Yeah, and then there's the guy who gets, like, possessed, and he, like, kills somebody because he breaks the window and sucks them out into the black hole. Mm -hmm. Um, That guy is pretty cool. Uh, The second episode is mostly going into the pit and figuring out what that is, and then you see this giant guy, this giant demon-looking guy, you know, basic devil-looking guy uh tied in chains um and uh I don't know the whole- the whole episode is like insane uh they basically the idea was he was escaping his pit through the guy with the tattoos, the guy who was demonized and all that um but that never really happens and then uh the doctor saves them with the TARDIS, of course, but that's to be expected um let's say date possibly forty three thousand it says. 43k. Oh, I didn't even notice the year. Yeah, it says there's a reference for 43k, so... Okay. But the Ood was also... This was the first time we see the Ood, and the Oods are, like, one of my favorite aliens in the show. Um, They're just... They're very important for David Tennant, at least. Yeah, very important for David Tennant. They show up with Matt Smith as well. well I don't know. I like the Oods. Uh, do they? I think so. I thought I'm not so. Sure. I I know there's there's one time uh at least on the the uh the rings of Akaten maybe where you can see them in the background, but I don't know if they are actually a, a major uh, I can't remember if they sure. were a major thing for him or not. For those, I obviously rated those both ten out of ten. I mean yes. those are insane. Um okay, so now we go on to the two episodes that people hate. Yes. And now I these two episodes especially is why this season has a pretty low average rating I rated the season nine out of ten and that's just <laughs> an average out of all the the ratings I gave it yeah um, compared okay. to most for for most people this is actually a, a fairly low rated season so this is the episode that's kind of uh does not focus on the doctor it focuses on Elton and his group of the london uh investigators lisa linda, linda investigators something or linda. linda linda right 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 um and i liked it cuz it took uh some it did something different it was like uh well here's the thing the 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 monster i think is really stupid and the monster <laughs> is dumb it is but and, but the reason that is is because it comes from a kids competition they said uh, design a, a monster for dr who and some kid designed this this uh, off, and that's what they created it from. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you that <laughs> much. But I did find the characters of Elton and, and all the people that he was with, I liked them. I liked those characters um, and their investigation. And then they stopped investigating, and then they just have fun making a band and everything. I liked those characters. I found them fun. Um, because... I don't know. I'd say for me, this is one of my least favorites. Yeah, I give it 9 out of 10. Um, apparently this is, I thought this was later, but apparently this includes the first mention of Harold Saxon somewhere. I'm not sure. Who's Harold Saxon? Harold Saxon is the master. Uh, oh. Apparently, I, I, if I remember correctly, it might be like a poster on the wall somewhere that says like, uh, vote for Saxon or something like that. And other people are, were complaining about, um, oh, the Harry Potter reference because it has, um... The, uh, the crying ghost. The, uh... Not weeping. I, don't, I don't know Harry Potter. I, I forget. The girl who... The, the, well, hold on. Crying freaking ghost. And Harry Potter. For some reason, I can't think of her name. And it's it's a very well-known name. Myr, uh, Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. Okay, she's in this episode. Uh, and she <laughs> uses the same accent as she does in, in Harry Potter and everything. She's... A- and everything. She's got really high that, pitch and annoying Is that points. the girlfriend? That's the girlfriend. Um, I, I, thought her, I thought she sounded like somebody who should be in cartoons or something. Yeah, well, she's moaning Myrtle in Harry Potter and uh, and everything. She's known most for that role. Okay. Um, and what did you rate this? I gave it 9 out of 10. Because, once again, I liked <laughs> I liked. I the think people. you're the only one. I liked the people. <laughs> I thought they were fun. And I, I, I was... Watching, I'm like, I wouldn't mind watching these people in their own spinoff and just having fun and things like that. And investigating things like that, you know? Uh, because they're more of a fun, light-hearted group. <laughs> I didn't think it was written all that well. I don't think it was super memorable or anything. Uh, but I, I think on a technical scale, it did Okay. Oh, oh there is the 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 monster. You remember that monster that was running them running through the hallways and they were trying uh, to the take Doo it thing. It? The Scooby. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. that thing that like goes straight at the camera and stuff. Uh that thing uh is is a monster that gets used in Torchwood quite a few times. So well, there is that. I don't know. I just found this to be a fun episode. Not important in the sl- slightest, but fun. I I liked the characters. I thought they were funny and likable. Um. So that's just. I guess that's just. I also really like the next episode. Well, there's one thing I like about the next episode, and that's the connection to the Olympics, and that's only because I really wanted David Tennant to show up at the uh, real Olympics doing well, the here, Olympic torch. Stuff. Well, it was funny because I believe I was watching Doctor Who in the year 2012, and I was watching this episode. It's like, oh, I get it. It's modern. It's it's relevant. And I'm, oh, it was filmed. You know, six years ago, um, but I think I was actually watching it in twenty twelve. So you, you wouldn't have been twenty twelve because because I remember you talking about the the Olympic torch thing too. Then, so I, I think you were caught up before then. I don't know, uh, but yes, it takes place during the twenty twelve Olympics in London. Um, and basically, what's going on is there's this kid who is drawing pictures, and the pictures she's drawing is of kids she knows, and when she draws it, she sucks them into the picture basically, just like the T V episode. Um and then yeah, basically the whole idea is this creature, this demon, whatever you alien, uh, needs more and more and more, <laughs> so she keeps on drawing friends for it and I'm coming uh, to hurt you. Yes. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I even I, I that's one thing I tweeted as well. I'm coming to hurt you, Chloe. Um <laughs> And her idea is to suck the entire audience of the Olympics into – or and then she drew the whole entire world, didn't she? She drew the entire world. Um, yeah, she started to, almost. She almost sucked everybody in. Uh, and would it, would she have sucked in the actual planet as well? Because she's actually drawing the planet, not just the people in it. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> it could be. Um, but Because she drew the TARDIS, and the TARDIS went away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the planet probably would have disappeared too. Which was so, stupid because she's on the planet, but whatever. When it comes to the people, <laughs> I remembered, you know, Chloe. I remembered the I'm coming to hurt you. You know, I remembered all that. I considered this a, a memorable episode. I remembered everything that happened in it. Uh, not the greatest with the visuals or anything like that. Um, other than I like that scribbly ball. Um, <laughs> the narrative it's structure. It's definitely, uh, I would say... I'm not sure, because at first I was I was going to say it seemed like it was a very cheaply made episode, but then with the Olympic Stadium, I'm not sure how they would have done that.
1: So so I, I, don't, I know. don't know.
0: I found it entertaining as well, just fine. I don't know what people really hate about it. Uh... Um, it's just really... It's 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 silly. No, that's fine. Think, I'm I'm not really rating based off of how silly it is. I'm rating based off of specific things, like, is it a memorable episode? Because silly or not, there are good silly episodes, there are good serious episodes. You don't have to be all serious all the time. I do like silly one, episodes. For the longest time, this episode, I believe, was rated the lowest of the entire, uh, New Who. Up until, uh... Sleep no more happens. Sleep no more? <laughs> yeah. I'll have to I I don't know. I'll write that when the time comes. <laughs> um so I know you didn't care for that one. Okay, so next episode is two parter again, right? Got there's a like three two parters in one season? Uh was there three? Oh yeah. there was yeah. 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 Rise of Cybermen, Age of Steel, Impossible Planet, Satan, Army of Ghosts, Doomsday. Three two-parters. This is a two-parter where I didn't rate uh, them the same. Yeah, I don't think I would rate them the same. I think I like the second one better. Yeah. Um, Army of Ghosts... I like like, uh, certain things about the first one. The first one, I like uh, sort of a twist. There's two twists, really. Yeah first you have ghosts and then they suddenly turn out to be cybermen Mm -hmm. and then you have uh this this orb which you think are going to be cyber you assume are going to be cybermen they turn out to be uh daleks and then there's i guess there's another twist that mickey and the gang all come back as well so it's got quite a lot that's pretty cool it's a lot of stuff going on the second episode for sure the first one's more about torchwood now explain to me how torchwood uh how it become it comes from this to the the little show that has you know torchwood 1 this is torchwood 1 the show is torchwood 3 torchwood 3 i believe are the people who i don't, I don't know if it's torchwood 1 or torchwood 3 uh, but Torchwood 3 are the people with Captain Jack and, and Gwen and, and all those other people that are in that this is, show. I feel like there's a huge difference. Like, this is a bad Torchwood. It's <laughs> so basically Torchwood. This is the Torchwood in London. Torchwood 3 is the Torchwood in um, in Wales. I see. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like the first episode's more about the mystery of what the ghosts are and uh, Torchwood uh, and everything like that. The I love real that they brought up the Gelf. How how uh, Rose was wondering if this could be the Galth, you know? Yeah, but Which was connected to Torchwood as well because that was uh, from the from the Rift. And then the second episode was the most important. It's when we had the Cybermen. It's when we had the Daleks. It's when we had the more along the lines of how Rose quote unquote dies. Right. Um, the beginning of the first one is was something that when I was watching it, because I don't I don't watch the previews and anything uh, when I watch them for the first time. So when I watched this episode for the first time, she's like, this is the story of how I died. I was like, what? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> and, you know, my screwed up, like, memory of Doctor Who and, uh, and, and things being all over the place, I'm like, oh, okay, this is where she's going to the alternate universe, and it's when the clone of the Doctor comes with her. Right. No, I, I, was, I, had, I, I, I knew it wasn't going to be that, but I did think there was a deleted scene from this one, but I, I remember now that it was uh, in the other one. Not in okay. this one. So, that doesn't happen till later. Right? Or Right. Um, that's season four. Because that's when Dr. Regenerates into himself, which I don't even remember. I just read that. I was like, oh, does that happen? I don't know. Um, I still don't remember it, so it'll still be a surprise when it happens for me. Um, so, lots of stuff going on this one. We got Time Lord Science. Um... <laughs> With uh, bigger on the inside for the docs to show up, and yeah. all that really happens is he uses the time lord science. What time lord science? <laughs> he uses <laughs> the um the stuff, the uh alternate universe stuff that surrounds people that's actually been there, and then he void uses, stuff. He uses that to suck everybody back into the alternate universe. Send them back into hell. So that's again, that's another uh another explanation for hell, <laughs> Doctor. Though I don't think that's where he's sending them. Um, that's what he says. And, uh, yeah. So, um, Uh, the void there, the void would be the space between uh, the space between universes. So I'm guessing that's the, that's what's inside the cracks of, of Amy's bedroom. Of course, more (laughs) of that crack. All right. Um, But lots of stuff's happening, and at the end she doesn't die. She just gets sucked back into the. Well, she is officially listed as one of the deaths of the of the of the war because nobody could find her anymore. Right. But I guess that means the same thing for Jackie because Jackie's on the other side too. Yep, Jackie, and I'm guessing they probably listed Mickey there too, unless unless he was already been dead for episodes now. (laughs) He could yeah, they could have listed him earlier, I guess. Um, but. She gets sucked in and she's not able to return, so she's stuck in this other universe and she has to go. I love, go I love how uh, the Doctor uh, grabs Jackie, uh, actually starts traveling without realizing she's still in his ship, and then takes her out as his companion. Calls her Rose. Yeah. yeah, calls her Rose, and that was that was a whole fun. That that whole thing was fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after sh- after everybody gets stuck in the alternate universe. The doctor sends his last goodbyes through a hologram of sorts apparently this whole ending this whole ending with the as soon as she uh, gets taken away by Pete back into the alternate universe, the doctor goes up against the the wall and she goes up against the wall and this music starts and that's kind of a really really iconic moment in Doctor Who uh, history this whole ending Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I don't know about One of the most memorable things that people really love about the show is this ending. Um, but yeah, they say their goodbyes. Uh, doctor cannot say he loves her because he runs out of time. Oh, what's that? And then he now? runs into okay. Donna. <laughs> now, one the now, best, One of the best endings. One of the best uh, uh, cliffhangers ever. <laughs> now, answer me this, because I feel like every. Companion other than other, every main girl companion other than Rose, I feel like she showed up in the season before they were the companion. Martha Jones did, Donna oh, did, uh, Clara did, Amy did because no, she was no, 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 Clara did not. Clara didn't show up until her season, yeah, but she wasn't the companion yet, she was the. Dollar. Yeah, Yes, showed up before she was a campaign. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Before their campaigns, so they Amy, show up at Amy something else. Amy actress did. Amy actress did. Uh, Bill didn't. What? Bill didn't. As far as I'm. Bill aware. did not. As far as we know, Bill did uh, not. But Nardole did. Nardole did as well. But Bill I was mostly did. talking about the women. But a lot of them did, other than Rose. I guess. And I thought that's that's strange. I think for the most part. When they try to start a new, it's not going to be like that, but, uh... No. But still. Although I heard they're going to be doing more of a, like, a, a writer's room uh, situation, sort of like how they write American shows, so maybe they'll do uh, season arcs a little better than they have been. Yeah. I'm hoping. So, I, I heard that, uh, that... Oh, I guess I, I I can't say this now. Never mind. I'll, I'll message it to you. <laughs> you cut this part out. So I, I rated this season 9 out of 10 stars, and I rated the first season 8. 8. So altogether is that um, right now, as of which I've only seen three episodes of the third season, but it's rated 7 no, average out of the three episodes that I've seen. So the ending is gonna change that. Yeah, I I, I, I bet it will. Be, but we haven't. I haven't gotten too far into and, it. And so. uh, a little bit in the middle as well. There's some good stuff in season three. All right. Fantastic. Yes, fantastic. All right. So, uh, <laughs> wrong season. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention that David Tennant does say fantastic. He does like one fantastic. time. Yeah. Um. He does not say Geronimo. No, that's not his. <laughs> um, but overall, uh, good season one, two, three, four, four episodes I rated ten stars. Uh, one, two, three, four, five I rated nine. One, two, three, three I rated eight. One I rated seven. One I rated three. <laughs> I would say the last six episodes of season three are solid. Okay. So we'll see where it goes. And maybe even the, se- the last seven. I actually like that one, too. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, I I, I pretty much like Doctor Who as it goes along, so. Yeah. All right, so that was uh, season two. Um, Our next podcast will be uh, season three on August 19th. August 19th is the next podcast. So, two two weeks from now, again. So, yes. uh, alright. Unless Andy forgets what day of the yeah. week it is. <laughs> yeah, I forgot it was Saturday Ooh. today, so I need to set a reminder for that. <laughs> alright, so, that was that. Um, tune in August 19th, when we're going to be talking about Season 3 of Dr. still David Tennant. Um, but this time, it'll be with Martha Jones. Martha Jones! Yes. And a little bit of Donna. Alright, so... <laughs> Check in with us then. Make sure to subscribe. Send us a comment. Send us some love. High-five us. Email us. <laughs> I don't want to say <laughs> dig us. Uh, tweet us at I-A-M-D-W-G. Track us. Tract us at the same um, thing. So I-A-M-D-W-G or Morphin APG. Remember, that's not morphine. That's morphine. So, uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Have a fun August, uh, 6th through 18th, and uh, we'll see you then. You got anything else to add, Andy? Uh, Peace out. Andy has peace out to add, so do I. So peace out!